You're listening to Dumb Down Tech, where we break down tech concepts and we go back to the basics. We are back again today, and I'm here with my guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Marianne, I'm Al Jensen from Next Stage Communications, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. It's great to have you here today. And now, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you use tech in your professional and personal life? All right, sure. At Next Stage Communications, we work with uh, aspiring speakers. We work with really anyone who uses this uh, newfangled thing called the worldwide interweb to uh, to communicate with other people. So again, a lot of uh, aspiring and emerging speakers who use Zoom and all these other new technical things that we've got going in order to communicate with people. Uh, also, we work with individuals who you know, work in the corporate environment, and they may be working from home. Of course, over the last couple of years, people have been doing a lot of that, working from home, telecommuting and working over Zoom, having their conferences, working with potential clients, existing clients, things like that. So a lot of people who in the past have not been utilizing technology are now really for the first time finding that they have to use this this computer, the internet, to see people virtually, to speak with people virtually, and, and to work virtually. So we work with them to not only be a speaker, but literally to do their jobs on a day-to-day basis and, and communicate with prospective clients, to, prospect, or to work with audiences, and also with teammates within their company. So the whole being in an office, working side by side with one another, that is is really, I mean, not that it's totally gone away, but it's really kind of cut back. And so many people now are relying on technology to allow them to do their, their nine to five jobs. So I work with individuals to help them to understand how to maximize that technology and, and really make it work for them. And now I know that you work a lot with people who are looking to develop their speaking abilities. What are some of the issues you see with people using technology while trying to refine their speaking abilities? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. You know, people, when they get in front of an audience, and when I say audience, I really mean anybody that's one or two people that are looking at them and listening to them somehow a little switch, I think, gets flipped in their mind like, oh, my goodness, people are looking at me. People are listening to me. I've got to be perfect. And something just goes off in their mind. They start to go, um, um, uh, well, um, uh, uh, and they just kind of go crazy. They can't collect their thoughts. And when you sit down and speak with them at a coffee shop, in the office, in the break room, you can have a conversation. They don't ah, and um, they're not nervous. They're just regular people able to have a regular conversation. But somehow when that that little camera goes on on your laptop computer and you see your picture on the screen, you see that other person, you think, oh my goodness, something's, oh, what's going to happen? They just lose it. They, They don't realize that it's just another person or two or three people. Like if they were in the office in a small conference room, 
having a conversation, you just got to breathe. You just got to relax and realize they're just human beings. They're sitting at their home office in their kitchen, their living room, their spare bedroom. So we have to kind of, in our minds, understand that it's really nothing different than if we're sitting in a small conference room, sitting in our office at work, just having a conversation. We can relax. They're just regular people. But somehow that technology, that that image on the screen somehow suggests that, oh my goodness, it's something freaky going on. So it's a, a mental thing that we we really have to mentally prepare ourselves for. We have to think about it and realize, hey, listen, there's Marianne. I'm just having a regular conversation with her. I can relax. I can breathe. I don't have to get all nervous. But, you know, it is a, a mental thing. And really, the more we do it, the more we are on Zoom, the more we're on this technology, the easier it gets. And I really encourage a lot of my clients to spend time off of work, conversing with friends and family members, just getting used to the technology, getting used to seeing yourself on screen, getting used to hearing yourself through the headset. Because that's a lot of it is hearing your own voice. Because you hear your own voice through the headset, it's different than when you don't have that sound coming, you know, being piped right into your ears. And and really, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And just remind yourself, I'm just having a conversation with regular people. I don't need to use all those ums and ahs and filler words. No need to get nervous. Exactly. And when I'm interviewing guests for my podcast, I always try and put them at ease just because, like you said, the more comfortable a person is, the less they'll be nervous, the less filler words. Even on both ends, even me as a host, I know if I get nervous, they start to come in a little bit more. So I was just trying to like, take a nice deep breath, just kind of calm down. And yeah, it's amazing what that will do for a person. You're absolutely right. And Marianne, at the same time, let's be realistic. We're all human. We're all going to say, ah, um, uh, every once in a while. And it's not a big deal to have a couple of them here or there. It's normal. So we don't need to get worried about it. We don't need to be perfect. But if every third or fourth word is, um, uh, um, um, uh, then we need to get worried about it. And I hear speakers frequently that, um, uh, just, um, 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 and they have these ticks and it's just, if it's distracting, then it's just distracting and it's irritating. We can't follow what it is that you want to say. So if we can just slow down, have that confidence to know that if there is a little bit of silence, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we allow silence in our talking. We have conversations and there are those Let's call it a pregnant pause, an opportunity to think about the next word that we're going to use. So it doesn't always have to be word after word after word. A little bit of silence every now and again is totally fine. Oh, you make such great points. And now I want to get back to where you talked about using headsets. So now what 
do you think about people, like what equipment should they have for professional speaking, whether it be presenting, being podcast hosts, podcast guests, et cetera? Well, if you're going to be a professional, you're going to be communicating on screen virtually. There's really three things, I three pieces of technology I think that you need. If you're going to be visual, you're going to be on Zoom or any one of these other technology pieces that that you will be projecting your image visually, you have to have a good camera. And quite honestly, the cameras that that come with your, your laptop computer are incredibly mediocre at best. So I urge you to spend a little bit of money and get yourself a Logitech webcam. They are kind of the the beginning entry point for a, a pretty decent webcam. They they run about ninety to a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Get yourself a really decent Logitech webcam or something maybe even better if you can afford it, because you want to have really good visual imagery if you're going to be seen on screen. Number two, you need to have good lighting. You don't want to have a window behind you. If you've got a window behind you, your camera is going to be focusing on the light of the window and your face is going to be black or dark in a shadow. So you need to have good, I call three-point lighting. You need to have it coming at a 45-degree angle from either side of your face. And that needs to be good solid lighting that doesn't really, it's not so bright that it casts shadows, but it fills in the shadows from your nose, your forehead, things like that. And then a little bit of backlighting to create a separation between you and your background. And then I'll add in there that you need to have a pretty decent background as well. I'm a big fan of having a green screen so you can put up whatever kind of background you want. I like to put up my logo. Sometimes I will put up my name. I'll put up my email address. I'll put up a slogan. I'll put up maybe some text that will support whatever it is I'm speaking about that particular day. So you got to have a good camera. You have to have decent lighting, a reasonable background, and then you got to have a good microphone. And Blue is a company that puts out some really solid microphones the blue yeti mic is kind of the kind of the industry standard for podcasting and broadcasting uh, it's a $125 microphone pretty standard blue makes some other levels of microphones they've just come out with a newer one that's about $175 but again you do not want to use the microphone that comes with your laptop it just is a, a poor quality i mean if you're talking to your sister in paducah you know, that's okay. But if you're doing a podcast, you want to have a good sound, you need to have a good quality microphone. And those usually start at around $100. If you're not terribly worried about the visual impact, you could get yourself a nice headset with a combination microphone on it. That would certainly work. But you want to have a good microphone so your mouth can be within four to six, maybe eight inches of the microphone. And you want to have something that will be able to eliminate the background noise because there's dogs, there's kids, there's traffic, there's fans and all sorts of stuff that can really 
cause background noise that uh, that gets in the way of having a good conversation. So good imagery with a good camera, good lighting, a green screen for background, and definitely a great microphone. Now, I'm a fan for using a headset if I'm doing a podcast interview because that gives you really clean sound. You can tell exactly not only what your voice sounds like, but what your guest sounds like as well. You know if you're getting really good audio track. I don't use the headset if I'm doing some something else. I'll just use my regular desktop speakers. But if you really have to have a good audio track, especially for podcasting, yeah, then absolutely having a good headset is, is truly something that you need. You don't have to spend a lot of money on it. You can get a good headset for you know, $25 to $50 or so. But uh, that, if you're hosting the podcast, you want to know that you're getting good sound and that headset is indeed critical. Now, define what you mean by good headset. I'm a big fan of these these headsets that have pretty good size foam cups that really envelop the ear, that keep out all of the ambient noise. So when I'm listening through the the headset, I can't hear the dogs in the street. I can't hear the traffic sounds, can't hear all those other things. I want my headset to block out all of those and only give me the sound that's being recorded on my microphone and the guest or the host's microphone. I just want to hear what is being recorded. So uh, yeah, you can't have those little tiny earbud things. You've got to have a a good quality uh, headset that's got those big foam earpieces that go over and just block out all the ambient sound because that's exactly what your brain processes. And if the brain hears that ambient sound, it can't tell what's coming through that's going to be recorded and and what's just, you know, ambient sound. So now the next question I have is people, they arrange to be a speaker at a presentation or on a podcast or what have you, and something comes up and they can't make it, but they just don't tell the person who arranged the conference or the podcast host. Or even for a podcast host, they don't tell their podcast guests. You help coach people to be great speakers. What kind of message does that convey? Wow. You know, you, you don't show up. You don't call. You don't do anything like that. Uh, you get two chances to be, to be professional, the first and the last. You know, you don't, you don't show up. You're done. I mean, you just ruined your reputation right there. You will never get a chance to, uh, to come back on that that show again. And, you know, I do my own podcast and I give you a link to schedule. And if you are a no show, that's it. You're done. You will never be on my podcast again. And I will go to my various Facebook groups and everybody I know, and I will post your name on there and say, this person's a no show. He blew me off. He wasted my time. Uh, He or she wasted my time. And, you know, that's, that's a serious thing because your host gets prepared. They spend time, effort, energy, in many cases, money getting ready. And you have told them you're going to show up. If you blow them off, man, you have just, you have wasted so much time, effort, energy, money, and resources of that person 
that, uh, you know, that's just, that's so unprofessional. And, you know, personally, uh, I don't give them a second chance. And I'm happy to spread the the bad juju about them, you know, all around town. So um, you can't do that. I mean, it's just unprofessional. If you want to be considered a professional in your industry, you want to have people respect you, you want to you know, have people do business with you and like you and, and appreciate you, then, you know, you just gotta respect other people's time. And of course, you know, things come up and stuff happens. I get that. But there are so many ways today that we can get in touch with other people. We've got their cell number. We can text them. We can get in touch with them via email. We can instant message them. So there's just absolutely no excuse whatsoever for being a no-show. So yeah, don't do that or you're just going to ruin your reputation, you know, in a heartbeat. Exactly. And I've had people who guess they've had emergencies and they let me know short notice. Even that is fine. Just something that says, hey, I respect you. I'm letting you know as soon as I knew, even if it's like, an hour beforehand, like you said, stuff happens. But yeah, it just letting people know and communicating, that goes a long, long way. I totally agree. Yes, yes, uh, 100%. We, we're all human. We're going to make mistakes and things are going to happen. Things are going to get in our way. The, uh, the dog is going to get hurt and the kids are going to fall down and stuff's going to fall off the stove or pick up a mess and, you know, things are going to get in our way, but we can't let that get in the way of at least communicating with those that we have appointments with, that we've made commitments with. So the least we can do is get in touch with those people and let them know, Hey, something's come up. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to make my commitment. Can we reschedule? That's that's the absolute minimum that you would be expected to do and maintain your professional credibility. And now tech is becoming more and more important throughout our lives, whether it be for presenting at conferences or whatever. And a lot of the time that relies on having a good internet connection. What are some things people can do to make sure that they're ready for conferences or presentations that are online? in regards to the internet connection. Oh, wow. I am so glad you brought that point up. If you're going to be taken seriously, if you're going to be a presenter, you want the audience to get your information. You absolutely positively must have an ethernet connection, a hardwired ethernet cable from your computer to your modem, to your router, to, to your internet connection. Do not rely on Wi-Fi. Don't rely on your phone. Don't rely on, you know, some internet connection that you get at the library or the coffee shop. You absolutely positively have to have an Ethernet hardwire connection to your internet connection, uh, or you're just asking for trouble. I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a, a virtual summit and the presenter has been going along and they're at a really critical point and then all of a sudden they freeze and then they disappear and they're just nothing for 10 minutes and they lose 
half their audience, three quarters of their audience. They just totally lose all their momentum. And it's because they were relying on a very fragile Wi-Fi connection. So if, if you're going to be serious and people are going to be relying on you to give them good information via the internet, you just got to have a hardwired connection uh, via ethernet to your internet connection. Oh, such great points. And now before I get to the last question, is there anything else you want to add about technology and speaking? Technology and speaking from a, a speaker's perspective, you know, I get a lot of get a lot of speakers who come to me and say, "Yeah, you know, you're doing everything over Zoom. I'm just going to wait until everything comes back live. I'm I'm just not into it. I'm I'm not a an internet fan. I'm not interested in doing all these virtual things." And my answer to them is, you know, you're going to be passing up 50, 60, 70 percent of the potential business out there because all of these companies, these associations, these businesses, all these conventions and trade shows over the last 18 months, they have had no choice but to go virtual and to have virtual presenters. And you know what? They've realized the economy of doing virtual presentations, having virtual speakers. They have realized that they don't have to send a dozen people at a cost of a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a day, you know, across the country to a convention. Now they can send 20 people at a cost of $150-200 a day and put them on a virtual conference. So it's so much more economical to do these conventions and have virtual presenters. And these virtual conferences and summits, they are not going away. And if you are waiting for those live events to come back, well, you are going to com be competing with a huge number of people and you are going to be leaving behind, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the potential speaking gigs. So if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. Cause I'll be happy to take all of those virtual gigs that will be so much easier to get. And, and the virtual gigs are so much more economical to deliver. You know, in the past, I would be lucky if I could do two live speaking events in a week given the fact that I have to get on a plane and travel and show up the day before and do the event and then the next day travel again. But now I can easy do five virtual events in a week. I've done as many as, as 10 virtual events in a week. So I can do so many more and I can do them at a much more economical price and I can still make more money doing them because you know virtual is the way to go. And Companies are are expecting speakers and presenters to be able to do virtual presentations these days. So uh, it's the way of the, it's not the future, it's the way of the present. So if you are passing on those, you are passing up a lot of opportunity. So uh, you can pass on it if you want to, but those who are truly interested in serving their clientele, you just got to be part of the present and the present is virtual. So that's what I have to say about uh, the virtual reality of presenting in this day and age. Oh, great tips. And now for the last question, how do you use tech in your personal life? 
how do I use tech in my personal life? I use it, oh my goodness, from sunup to sundown and uh, and then some. I serve clientele uh, literally on uh, multiple continents. I work with my clients via Zoom uh, in, I'm guessing, about 15 states across the United States. I also have clients in Europe, in Spain, and in Transylvania, Romania. So I meet with them on Zoom, help them work through their their speaking, their storytelling, and their presentation skills. So I meet with them one-on-one through Zoom. I also do my Speakers Academy, my Open Mic Public Speakers Club. We meet via Zoom. I do all sorts of presentations uh, via Zoom by the on.zoom platform. So I am literally on the um, the internet doing Zoom programming anywhere from a minimum of, I'm going to say 16 to as many as uh, 35 to maybe even 40 hours a week. So it's just, it's my new office. It's where I am. It's where I connect with people. It's where I do my coaching, my training. It's where I make my sales calls these days. So when I get an opportunity to meet with people locally here in Las Vegas, it's, it's strange to have to go in and put on a coat and tie and have to go out in the car and go, oh my goodness, which way do I turn? How do I get here and there? So, so it's, it's really my new reality is meeting with prospective clients, existing clients, and it's how I serve people on the internet every single day. My son lives in Waterloo, Iowa with his wife, and we connect on Zoom once a week, sometimes twice a week. So uh, we'll, we'll dial up on the weekends and have those conversations. And so, yes, it's certainly part of, of the personal life as well. Awesome. And we are done for today. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add before you leave your contact information? I would just like to add that, once again, the... The virtual presenting, the virtual speaking, the virtual world is not something of the future. It is here today and it is here to stay. So get on and practice. Just get comfortable with it. It's just like having a conversation with someone who's sitting in the room with you. So practice, get comfortable because it is here to stay. Awesome. And then just leave your contact information for us in case anyone wants to reach out to you with any questions. I would love to have anyone reach out to me. I'm Al Jensen at Next Stage Communications. So that's al at nextstagecommunications.com. And on the worldwide interweb, you can find me, nextstagecommunications.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you for coming on and have a great day. Thank you so much, Marianne. We have enjoyed you listening today. And we'll be back again next week. Today's Dumb Down Tech was sponsored by Corporate Design Solutions. To learn more, please visit their website at corpdesignsolutions.com or feel free to give them a call at 702-350-1000.